Hello, and welcome to the series finale podcast, where we discuss the final episode of a show we've never, never even seen. seen. I'm Zach. I'm Jack. I'm John Paul. Thanks for listening to this free episode. A free episode drops every Sunday. But if you love the show and you want even more, check out patreon.com slash series finale, <laughs> where you can listen to a bonus episode called Series Pilots, where we watch whatever the fuck TV we feel like. <laughs> yes. And we review the flight careers of various Delta pilots. <laughs> <laughs> we run through captain's logs. We, we're stuck on Malaysia right now. It's really throwing yes, a wrench in Absolutely. It. Sully's a shithead. Fucking Sully. <laughs> Sully crashed Malaysia MH3700. <laughs> MH317. What, what do you guys think happened to those? Are you a conspiracy theorist Dude, that's, that? that I that's that case. I when that when that happened, I was not employed and I was living in South Boston, <laughs> and so I just found a YouTube playlist of um a, of a of a like a a PBS show that was all about air disasters and it oh, recreated shit. them and I watched it on a loop. It was so fascinating to me. The 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 idea that a plane full of people just like disappears and no one knows what happened to it is like scary as hell. In to 2019, me. when yeah. when the government, Amazon, and Apple know where the three of us are right now, <laughs> right? I H- think that Sully commandeered the plane, <laughs> took it to Jeffrey Epstein's island <gasps> where Mark Wahlberg killed Epstein. <laughs> wow. That's what I think happened. It's all connected, baby. Do you think he killed Epstein because he thought Epstein was Vietnamese? <laughs> Maybe he like he, he had taped his eyes back as a gag to surprise Marky Mark, and Marky oh Mark flew God. into a rage. I don't think so. Marky Mark, you know what he most recently said? He talked about he doesn't masturbate, which I think was really interesting. He's a, he's a no fat. Yeah, he's like, I don't need it. It saps my energy, and I, want, I, I have a beautiful wife, and I think it would be crazy to masturbate. Dude, That's he's hotter than she is. He's he's like jacked to shit. He's yeah. aged really poorly though. His face is kind of like yeah, but his wife is fat as fuck. Hey, be- <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I don't know that. A beautiful, beautiful, healthy at any size. <laughs> no, yeah, just kidding. That's important. <laughs> Although we didn't really see a lot of that in the episode of TV. Watch no, today. we did see people that age poorly. Oh <laughs> my god, did we see aging <laughs> poorly? Oh. Okay, so the show we watched today, we watched uh, the the Real Housewives of Miami. Yes. yes. We're going to do a little bit of something different this episode. We're going to do a reverse episode. Yeah, reverse yeah. So before we even tell you what this is about, but it's obvious, <laughs> it's trash entertainment TV. This is the order we're going to go on. We're going to do a role play. <laughs> we're going to do a Deepak Chopra moment, something we liked about the show. Yes. Then yes. we'll do... A Uri, an Uri, an, an unrestrained, unrestrained writing, writing initiative. initiative. Yeah. We'll follow that up with some banter and we'll close <laughs> with a broad strokes breakdown. <laughs> oh, to give this you is wild. If you're listening to this, make sure you send us feedback in some way. Comment on the post. Send us an email at seriesfinalepod at gmail.com. Yes. yes. Let us know what you think about the idea of reverse, reverse the episodes. Yeah. Yes, so we're yes. going to reverse We're going to call this reverse cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do a role play. Let's do a role play. All right. All right. Um, um, I'll be. Do we know any? The, of the name characters? of this episode oh, yeah. is Mrs. Zago. So Roman yeah. Zago is the hot, the groom. So yeah, Joanna is her is his wife. There's also Alexia. There's Lisa. There's wait, Leah. Wait. What's the guy's name who does the uh, who like owns all these shows? Who's like the host of these? Chris, the gay the, the gay, gay guy, guy right yeah. uh, on Bravo. Um, Bravo? I don't know. Um, That's a great call. That would damn. be a great guy to be. Yeah, Sorry. you I'll, shouldn't I'll be that guy. But I don't I don't know if you have the grace to handle you're, that role. You're kind of. I want to be I want to be Alexia because she has an accent. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, a lot of people accent. have accents. She has an accent. Yeah. I, I want to be the mother. She has a Polish accent. Oh, oh. Joanna's mother. Mar- Marta. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be Marta. Joanna's mother. 
Okay, and I'll be. Um, I want to be Roman. I'll be Roman. Ooh, I like. He has an accent too. Yeah, yeah she does. I, and I'll be the blonde chick with the big titties, the Polish chick. The wife. The wife. You're gonna be Joanna. I'll be. Joanna. I'll be Roman's wife, Joanna. I'll be Joanna. Right. I'm Alexia. You're Roman, Joanna. Okay. Oh my God! I'm so hungover from my bachelor party. I want to drink all night. Baby, oh. why were you so late for our party? <laughs> I don't know. We were just having a fun time. We are drinking some booze. Ooh, I know? thought you hated this woman. Why did she come to your party? We patched things up. We patched things up. You know how it is. You know how it is. In, my, in Miami. In Miami. Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Roman. Wait, did you guys talk about the history that Alexi and <laughs> I have together? <laughs> Roman, <laughs> you sound like Mike Tyson. <laughs> Roman, who taught you how to speak English? Are you even going guys. to speech therapy with Mr. Tyson? <laughs> no, guys. You know that when I came to America from France, I had a speech coach. <laughs> and he's, he was famous boxer. His name was Mike. Mike Tyson was my speech coach. I heard he taught you to do everything that he did. Yes. How to speak, how to fight in the ring, and how to treat women. Uh, well, I don't... Mike was framed, but... <laughs> He told me that. Is he that was true? Friend. No, I'm your wife. I know. It's true. What it's do you mean you know it's true? Roman. Mike, what, you, Mike tell you everything you know about how to treat women. How do you know? Because I didn't want you to eat my pussy, but you did it anyway. You ate her pussy without <laughs> not without her wanting it? No, this is fresh talk. I didn't do that. <laughs> because true. I ate her pussy at a bachelor's party, but she was inviting me. Yes, in. I did. I, I went to the airport Wait. and I got one of those guys. To Joanna, <laughs> you cheated on me at your bachelor's party? It's not cheating if it's with a woman. You That's, know. Not, That's, true. True. That's, That's true. not true. That's not true. We know this is how it is in Miami. No. Yes. I'm very adamant that when you bisexual, if you have sex with women, that's cheating. But if you had had sex with a man and let me watch, that's not cheating. You know our rules. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'll invite some Cubanos over to put their dicks in me. Wait, this is fresh talk on your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone's waiting for you to say your vows, really. <laughs> okay, let's say our vows. <laughs> Actually, those was my vows. <laughs> my vows was kind of a role play that got me really hot and heavy yeah. to okay. think about my wife so to do this. You may kiss. We may kiss, right? Yeah, we'll kiss now. Okay, we'll kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a three-way kiss. I, uh, We're all married now. <laughs> this is a throuple. This is a throuple marriage. No, I don't like that. That's the degradation of America. In France, we don't do that. <laughs> all right. That well, was the role play. According to Apple Analytics, you all probably stopped listening. Listening by now, <laughs> because according to Apple Analytics, it's the role plays that you know turn what? people off. That was really bad. I think we need the build before we can do a role play. That might be our worst role play ever. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Well, if it, even if it was bad, it's done now. So right, you know, it was fun. All right, so now we're doing a Deepak Chopra moment. Okay, something <laughs> that we liked about the show. Oh, this is a tough one for me because I really I hated this show. I will say that. Um, I liked that uh, it showed that you could attain massive wealth while seemingly being uh, an immigrant. An, an Im <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an immigrant. That's a good one. Yeah. You can get, be an immigrant and get wealthy. It's an American success story. You can take that money right out of the hands of a fucking white man. That's what I like to see. <laughs> My Deepak Chopra moment was, um, I think Roman was handsome. That was pretty cool. I thought Roman was good at like, he seemed silly. I liked Roman. Like, he could be a partner you could go along with for a yeah. long time because he was silly. My Deepak Chopra moment was that I get judgmental about age sometimes, and this show made me feel like you can delay 
regular milestones late in age. They were all 40 in getting married for the first time. Yeah. Yes. And as someone who's probably on that track, it was good to see that celebrated <laughs> uh, yeah. in America. Because you, like you guys want it all. You guys want to be successful touring stand-up comics, but also yes. be married with children by the time you're 33 years yes, old. Yes, which probably won't happen. I'll probably be 39 <laughs> living in a basement. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so then at 40, I can get married in San Diego like Roman. Yeah. That's fair. I, I um... I, this show was not good. <laughs> That's a good start. The show was pretty <laughs> bad. But um, the women, did you find any of them attractive? I oh, literally yeah. did not find one of them attractive. You know oh, yeah. This show is, this the these shows, these uh, Real Housewives shows, all have been like a smashing success, right? They've been huge, like Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives of uh, Orange County, Real yeah. Housewives of New Jersey. All these women like became famous superstars at this. Miami was canceled. Like Real Housewives of Atlanta. This Wonder was went three on seasons, on. though. Three seasons and canceled. But a, why, do you think that it's possible because of the fact that they were immigrants? No, <laughs> I, I I just didn't see any great characters. One of them has like a legless woman who smacked a lady with her prosthetic leg. Wow! Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. That's, that's drama. so funny. There, and, uh, there was a woman from New Jersey who she had this song, Money Can't Buy Your Class. And it was like a top 10 hit. Yeah. And it was like really campy, but it was funny. So, yeah, they, and they actually had like real drama. These women seem to be acting like bad actors. Well, that's is. what I liked is that this was very scripted. And <laughs> it's like so interesting that this is what we started to want in the mid 2000s as America. Yeah. Was we had seen so much TV that we wanted something that felt realer realer than the best actors, realer than the best <laughs> stories. Like, we literally wanted to just look like regular life, uh -huh. but they still set it up with storylines. I don't know. It gave me kind of respect for reality TV. So there are employed writers of the show. There are producers who had to do real work because they set up storylines. Miss the flight. That's like a, that's oh, a set piece. So bad. This is part of your, all part of your Deepak Chopra, or are we moving into the general discussion about the show? Well, if we're going to narrate <laughs> uh, our thing, it feels to me that we've moved into general discussion, <laughs> which does usually follow unrestrained writing initiatives, <laughs> our Uring. So, yeah, I don't know. I But for me, it was a bit of a Deepak Chopra, the, the <laughs> writing that went into this, because these women were great actresses. I th I when disagree. we compare this to Laguna Beach, they didn't seem stilted in their lines that's funny because i i was like wow this is really bad this is the worst reality show i think i've ever watched oh there was one scene of crying though that felt really real oh there i've got that i've got that uh i've got that on the clip yeah. which we'll do at some point who knows when <laughs> <laughs> there was um you know what was so interesting about the show there's like all these characters and it's all very trivial bullshit right they're all like Oh, the wedding. Oh, am I going to fit in my dress? Ooh, do, is my hair look good? And then one woman's like, me and my husband, we can't have children. And, yes, uh, that was the cry. That was like, yes. she was like, I'm afraid to leave that me if Lisa. I can't bear a son. <laughs> bear an heir. And I was like, this is amazing. Right. This oh, woman is yeah. really crying. She has literally pimped herself out on TV to bear her like darkest and heaviest secret. Right. And that to she, cry about infertile. it with like plastic surgery. What I love about this is that this woman cried at real emotional tears and then a producer was like cut cut <laughs> can we do that again can you talk about the surrogate oh oh you know what make sure you ask does the surrogate live in florida that should be your one question about this woman's moment is where does your surrogate live totally wacky. oh i loved it it didn't line up at do all. do you think sure. that women who use surrogates are real women yeah i think <laughs> the fertility is a real major struggle in this country i'm on the cutting edge of talking openly about the fertility crisis it makes me uncomfortable 
Why? Because, I mean, I don't like to think that maybe my boys can't swim. That freaks me out. Well, maybe your boys can't swim. Unfortunately, a lot of Americans can't swim due to racial discrimination <laughs> in this country. <laughs> John Paul, have you ever checked out if your boys can swim? Uh, yeah, sometimes I'll jizz in my hand, just kind of look <laughs> really closely. You have, Jack, right? You yes. got like a note on your motility. Really? You? What was it? What was the I went score? To, I went to the sperm bank and. Um, would you, how much? Did you, how much did you withdraw? <laughs> <laughs> Went to the Chase Bank ATM and hit credit debit sperm. You hit the sperm <laughs> option. <laughs> To see what they no, said. I went to the sperm bank because I was, you know, looking for extra cash. And I thought... Like, you got r- deep into the gig economy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would be a pretty... You get to jerk off for money. Yeah, I jerk Make off Make your money. own schedule, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're open six to nine. Six to nine. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So I went in. I beat off into a cup. You know what is funny? They told me no masturbation, no coming for 48 hours. This is crazy that I did this. <laughs> actually, did and um, the night before. Was it a challenge? Yeah, because like, if it had all worked, you could like now have a, a, a biological child on Earth. I could have a biological child. I wasn't even thinking of that. I was just thinking, I went into an office setting and beat off into a cup. <laughs> um, and no, So I went in. And so they were like, you gotta wait for, don't come for 48 hours. They didn't say come. But <laughs> <laughs> they probably said ejaculate. They didn't say, hey, make sure not to bust yeah. for a while. <laughs> did, did they give you uh, like paperwork on how to edge? <laughs> Dude, so I was uh, hooking up with this lady. And she was like, okay, well, come over tonight. It was the night before I was supposed to go in. And I was like, dude, I, I really My can't come. My doctor put me on rest. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I really can't come. So I just like, I know, you know, I just ate some puss. But then I was like, I got to go. So like, <laughs> I tried to do this thing where like I don't full, like I come. Ah! <laughs> I like come, but I don't want any juice come out. Oh, God, it sounds painful. <laughs> it's it. It feels good, and then it feels not hard, good. bad. Right. But um, I felt like that would save me. I'd be all right with that. But it was definitely not good. And I came in. I I wasn't my best load. It was pretty weak load. But I was still thinking. You know what? I got a good shot. I'm like you're handsome. tall. I'm you tall, tall and have blue eyes, which is like the main criteria people <laughs> want in their yeah, children. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I got a good shot at this. But they didn't say any diseases, and I did put alcoholism down. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Would you, do you feel like you would do that today still? You have yeah, to. Why not be honest? The you know? disease is still there. It's doing push-ups in the parking lot, <laughs> right. bro. You put alcoholism, but in strengths, you put rigorous honesty. Yeah. You wrote that, and uh, it cancels out. Yeah, so I, I put that in, um, and then you know they called back and said, this. It, you're, I, they were like, so you're... We're not going to move forward with your application. <laughs> oh, but that's we a- are keeping the semen. <laughs> <laughs> Did they tell you if, you're, if your jism can swim? Uh, well, that was the thing. I was like, oh, no. Is everything all right? And they were like, oh, your sperm's fine. Don't worry about your sperm. It's you that we're not <laughs> accepting. So it hurt both ways. Like It was like either they were going to be like, your boys can't swim and you're a loser for that. Or they were going to be like, you just have a bad, we're not into you. Maybe your sperm needs to join the program. Well, the thing <laughs> the thing with the sperm, sperm donor is that one person can make like literally over 100 people. And I think they're going to start scaling back on that. But so you, you need very few people to get the desired thing. And they do it mostly based on... 
what college you went to and what your SAT school Keen was. Keen State was not getting me. Yeah, in they there. probably threw you in the trash and at that to, point. <laughs> to be honest, what they probably I I put my major genocide and Holocaust studies. They thought Jew, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I actually imagine that Jewish is probably very popular. They're, Why? They're because. This is going to sound crazy. I don't know if I can <laughs> say but I do feel like one of the early adopters of the whole sperm thing was probably was Jewish lesbians who it was probably somewhat important to them to have Jewish children. And so I, okay. I think that it was possible that those people sought out a Jewish male sperm donor. Interesting. But that's like Interesting. A, that's just kind of a theory. How do you have a pipeline into Jewish lesbians? I just feel that like Judaism was more accepting of Cultural Judaism in America was more accepting of progressive politics and of <laughs> lesbianism, <laughs> and uh, lesbians were more on the forefront to be open about wanting sperm rather than infertile men. So yeah. I think that it was like somewhat suitable. They're they made tons of Jewish dyke films in the 70s. I know what you're talking about. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was no say, I, when I went into the sperm, the sperm donor bank, there was like all these dykey looking yarmulke wearing. I mean. <laughs> I, I feel that There's you all know, these butch women in yarmulkes. I think I'm treading <laughs> I'm treading into uncomfortable territory, but I don't think I'm wrong. I think that like it's very I think some people say Jews control the media. You know what's not true? You know what's outside? They just start dating a Jew hall. <laughs> I I think that there probably are a lot of Jewish sperm donors, and Jewish sperm is probably heavily sought after. <laughs> That's a, that makes sense to me. It's the spur, it's the chosen jizz. It's <laughs> <laughs> semen, I think, is the medical right. term. You know, right? So that's yeah. That was my experience in the sperm bank. But it was funny. The show was like, it was so stupid. And then this one woman was like, "What are we having problems?" And it was like a real issue. I just it was a beautiful moment. It was well, beautiful. she I means she's concerned that her husband would leave her because she couldn't give him a child. I actually appreciated this. This is re- this could That's be my real. number one fear. When yeah. people ask fear, I believe my number one fear would be have a wife that I love and then you can't have children because people never know if they want children because it changes all the time. Right. But I think it's the one trump card that's that's whoa, reasonable. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, th- <laughs> I think it's reasonable for someone to say, oh, if you can't give me a child, man or woman, to, to move on. So your number one fear would be that you can't give a child or that, you're, uh, that your wife won't be able to do it? Well, th- that I can't is the fear. I would feel like a little bad if my wife couldn't, but I would leave her and move on. I think <laughs> <laughs> I, I would. And, Will you uh, just play her so this clip in the a, podcast yeah. and know that it has nothing to do with her? Right. That's not a fear. It would just be like um, a bummer, I guess. But <laughs> right. it's technically not a fear. But you'd get over it like in a long weekend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She would get over it too, but she would probably have to become a Jewish lesbian. <laughs> I just I think jizz. that I'm like I'm not off base on this. I'll be honest with you guys. I, I think you're on the. You money. should definitely like when you date someone, be like, if you can't give me a baby, this is over. <laughs> Say that on the first date. Yeah. Or she'd be like, well, what I like to do is I like to um try to have a child on the first date, <laughs> and if it works, then I know it'll work. Right. You know? How many babies? What do you mean? How many babies do you want to have? Probably six by four different women, I think, is what I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think two is reasonable. Two. Population replacement. You want to make sure you have someone to care for you when you get old, so don't right. get shipped off into a nursing home with a robot. Dude, it's going to be great when the nursing homes are run by robots. Right. You're going to have robot elder abuse. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like going to the robot and be like, I need my medication. The robot's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> God damn, you're fucking annoying. This is why your kids never come to see you. 
Wow, that's a good robot voice. Um, do you think... You fucking bastard. This show had a lot of Polish representation. Why are there so many Poles in the in Miami? Joanna was from Chicago, and so she had moved to Miami. Chicago has a ton of Polish people. Joanna, I, I Wikipedia, very successful. You have successful. an entire industry she's, in Chicago. She's a, she's a famous model, and she was the host of Poland's Next Top Model, which yes. I think is sick. Wow. Yeah, she and her... And um, she, I guess, was a prostitute at one point or something. She was accused of that on Twitter. By, by Joe Francis. In this... Of Girls Gone Wild. Really? Yes. yes. What was that all about? That plays a role in the show. I think that's an amazing storyline of, like, these women were legitimately hurt because one of them was like, this woman had to apologize to the mother of Joanna. She says, I'm sorry, I retweeted that tweet. <laughs> yeah. And they were being serious and earnest about the the harm that online cyberbullying can cause. I thought it was so... So funny. Who is I, I didn't really understand though. She was part of the Joe she was on Girls Gone Wild. She liked the tweet. No, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Do you know Joe? Joe Francis acute Joe Francis, the creator of Girls Gone Wild, a right. big a, a big friend a big friend of the pod. But he did time. <laughs> didn't he do time? Did yeah. He give me two allegations. He did he did he did prison he did jail time yeah. for some bad shit. Right. But he's he, a he was a speech therapy um he it, Mike Tyson was also his speech therapist. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> but we stand with Joe Francis. Allegations are bullshit. Uh, I don't know what the allegations Joe are, Francis, so I don't stand with him. Joe Francis you can look it up. Joe Francis uh he apparently tweeted that Joanna was had worked as a hooker, a Whoa. prostitute. An escort. As a slut. <laughs> as a feminist as a feminist uh, he, he, he tweeted that and uh, apparently it, you know she didn't like that why did he tweet that that seems rude to like say about someone I don't think Joe Francis is a very polite man what if Joe <laughs> Francis was like some people were like calling Joanna like a not a feminist she wasn't woke enough and he was trying to give her woke <laughs> feminist cred he was like no she knows she's been a sex worker she's the ultimate feminist <laughs> That could have been it, but yes. I could have. But I don't think they. I don't think her mother took it that way for some reason. <laughs> Probably because her mother's stuck in her ways and is a sexist. Because she's a fucking dumb Polish broad. <laughs> I thought the mother was kind of beautiful for her age. Really? Yeah. Mm. I was like, damn. I, if I was Roman and I saw that, I'd say, you know what? Never mind, Joanne. Wow. Uh, I'd say uh, I'm good. You know, I how think, uh, it's not important to me uh, whether or not my wife can bear children for me. It's how hot her mom is currently. <laughs> Roman made his money like just owning a nightclub. Yeah. That's he's sick. just a nightclub. The wedding owner. was at the nightclub. Yeah. I thought it was in San Diego and these my nightclubs in Miami. I also thought that was bizarre. The show is the real housewives of Miami not. and it takes place in My San Diego. biggest issue with this show, and I don't know if this is the other housewives shows like this, but I thought that this show was about housewives, but it's like a focused on a wedding, which is very annoying. We're supposed to be beyond that. Right. We're supposed to be onto the housewives. I thought there was going to be like <laughs> dropping Xanax. kids off at school, <laughs> yeah. getting like making hot dogs for children, but it's not about that. It's about a w it's annoying to me that it's about a wedding, and we've already done reality shows that also end with a wedding. It's it's tried, it's done, you know? I agree. But I think the other ones have more housewifey shit. Like the one... The like the, the wives falling victim to multi-level marketing scams. <laughs> <laughs> the, the true real... It should be the real housewives of like Toledo, Ohio. Ooh. And it just follows like a single mom. And things have been good. She'd been raising children. It had been tough. Her husband was selling insurance. Mm. But then the kids go to school. So she has a lot of time. She starts abusing prescription drugs, sleeping pills. She's sleeping all day. <laughs> She's getting onto Facebook, you know? She's getting in fights about politics. She sees a couple memes about Hillary. She thinks they're probably true. 
And someone messages her and they say, have you heard about Herbalife? And she says, you know, I did put on a little weight after the babies. I've tried everything. She starts selling hydroxycut. <laughs> this gets her like into the cocaine industry. She sells fentanyl tainted cocaine to like a, her teenage babysitter. And the finale follows her arraignment on drug distribution charges. That's really good. That man. would be a good <laughs> Housewives. Yes, that would be. That was amazing. That was an incredible piece of art you just created. That's what I want to see. Yeah, new the New Jersey one had like more like oh we got to bring the kids to soccer and then cut the hot dogs, but also my husband is indicted. Yeah, for they're like, too rich. And, and then the major plot stealing. is oh I want my husband to support my business idea, which Bobby deals with little and in billions. <laughs> so like they write books, they want to do that. It's so boring. They uh, I don't do any of any of these housewives have children no yeah. i don't think so no one of them does one oh her 20 year old son comes to visit yeah. oh yes her husband had died the year before like in real life the husband was found dead no that was scripted <laughs> <laughs> he did, they did kill him but it was for he the showed show. back up again yeah. two seasons later yeah. in a big shocking <laughs> twist <laughs> they um so yeah that was her son peter shows up when she's getting her hair done he her looks son, rough. dude her son peter i thought looked gorgeous he's like oh, I tall he was so ugly dude he's tall he has his long hair long he hair was, looks hot he was beefy <laughs> he was chunky he yeah. wasn't top beef though. no no that was not a premium cut of beef this he was a, you guys steak. are being offensive fucking <laughs> yeah. right now. i knew you liked the long hair on him <laughs> 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 but he um he looked terrible. He looked I thought he was like probably a drug addict. And um but you know Joanna and Roman no longer married. Yeah, divorced. Yeah, they've divorced High like profile. four years later. Yeah. And apparently Joanna said they only had sex one time in their marriage. I didn't understand that. That was that a joke at the end of the episode? Did you see that? At the oh, end of the yeah. episode they do like an epilogue sort of thing where they post like yeah. the picture. It's literally like Jo- it's a picture of Joanna and Roman. It's like after the marriage, they had sex one time, and then that was it. And then the n- and then the next one's like, oh, Cindy, she got fired from uh, Soul Cycle, but she opened her own gym. And then the next one is like, Robert and Linda still can't have children. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the surrogate backed out. Yeah. It was like really sad. Yes, How do they? I mean, if I would a surrogate situation, do you get to just fuck the other woman? Yep, that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, a Jewish woman brings in a blanket and puts a hole through the. No, uh, no, yes. and at first, the first time you go, like, let's first, let's see if I can knock you up by uh, busting all over these titties. No, I think, <laughs> I think that it's think usually work? A, a family, like a woman who has a family, because they want the surrogate to have successfully carried a pregnancy. So it's like a very, it's like a very selfless and difficult thing. That a woman with like other young children volunteers to do. Probably on hard times and a drug addict. Sounds like a kink thing to me. No, probably <laughs> either a friendship thing or like no, I think there's I, some big money in it. No, I you think can it's make a like kink 50 thing. Gs. I agree with John Paul. I think it's a kink <laughs> I thing. I don't I don't think do it's a thing. Do you think we could become surrogates? No, Cristiano Ronaldo has had several children by surrogate though. Really? Yeah, because he, he like dates models and they don't want to like wreck their bodies. So he just <laughs> he just they just he just fucks the other women and busts on their tits and they get pregnant? He might because he's considered <laughs> one of the most beautiful men on earth. But I think <laughs> typically they don't. The Portuguese believe that. Nobody else does. <laughs> he Every has Portuguese a, restaurant apparently has a shirtless photo of everyone, him. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> it's like very common. I don't. Nobody likes him though. He has a very weird family life. Why? Because he's like 32 and he has all these children. He had a kid when he was 25 and he like asked for it and has sole custody of it. 
and he has all these models who come around for like one or two years and they go swimming in pools with his kids and he cries and then he goes on like beach vacations with this Tunisian male model. It's really <laughs> weird. He has this Tunisian male model friend and they like hang out poolside together they a have lot. A, they have a Tom Brady and his trainer relationship. Whoa. Alex Guerrero. <laughs> cool, cool it. Some guy just wrote a book about how Tom Brady, like the the white male athlete, the whiteness of Tom Brady. I'm like, whoa, this sounds like it's designed to piss off. It is. He's, he has like a PhD in like in kinesiology. And he like is a professor of sports English at like University of Warwick, Rhode Island. And, and his big point is Tom Brady goes to the Kentucky Derby with his white teammates. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe Brissett was there. Dion Branch has been. I knew there. you would take this personally. I th- I just think <laughs> that the guy is a weenie. Yes, he is. I agree. And I'm just telling him why he is with strict facts about there were black people at. That Go ahead and fi- Google this book. What's it called? It's called like Tom Brady I, and the White Male Psyche. Google the book. And give it five stars on Amazon. I did think it was offensive of Tom Brady though when he made Jacoby Brissett dress up like one of the lawn boys with the lamps. <laughs> Damn, brother. <laughs> Disavow. Uh, redacted. <laughs> redacted. Redacted. <laughs> redacted. <laughs> but the guy who owns American Pharaoh is like some Egyptian Arab guy, I think. Really? Yeah. I think oh, cool. <laughs> now, in the show, you would expect there to be a lot of uh, conflict. And we already mentioned there's conflict over you know, a tweet about one of the characters perhaps being a prostitute. Mm. Um, and uh, there's conflict uh, between two characters named Adriana and uh, Leah. Yeah. And... Uh, they, Adriana is Adri- legitimately like 62. Adriana, yeah, that's the thing. That's she was on the outs with all of them, and apparently she was like invited to this wedding as sort of a way, like an olive branch, but not all because of, the of real her ho- TV contract. <laughs> but not all of the housewives are happy to see her. That I'm, I'm spending more time, you know, around you. I even should apologize for, you know, suggesting that you plan the article. Because now that I think about it back, I'm thinking. You wouldn't be so cruel to hurt me that much. I had nothing to do with it. Being together and doing things like having a good laugh, it made me feel like the way we were before. It felt like a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I could sit here all day long and say, let's act like nothing ever happened. It'd be very disingenuous of me to do that. I was a little shocked. I really thought that we had bonded, that we're moving forward. I mean, I've apologized three times. How much does it take for her to forgive? If I'm coming to you and saying, let's move on to a better place, I mean it. Once I see that the core of somebody and the root of who they are, is evil or negative, I don't want it in my life. You know, Adriana, I'm sorry. I'll give you the most that I can give you. I promise you, I'm sorry. I'm realizing now that she's never going to forgive me. So blinded by her anger and her wrath that she doesn't care. It's just so hurtful. It's, It's just like beyond, you know, it's beyond words. I was wishing we could go back to the way we were. Okay, maybe we're never gonna go back there. I know I told Adriana that I wanna move forward, but the truth is, if I never saw her again for the rest of my life, it would make my life better and not worse. And that's the truth. I'm glad we had the talk and 
I want what's best for the kids. I hope you're happy. And I think it was very um, gracious of um, Joanna to include you on the trip and to include you at the wedding. Now, what I love about this scene is the brilliant writing. So the setup of this scene is Leah has invited all the women down for a pre-wedding spa day. Nobody shows up except Adriana, so they're forced to have their conversation. Amazing. And they have it it out. What do you guys think that Leah flat out tells her, like, I don't want to be your friend or whatever? I appreciate Lima's honesty. And uh, you know what's great about the show is, like, it's literally, there's, like, two probably 41-year-olds and then... Four sixty-three. Yeah, a couple of the women are legitimately in their sixties. <laughs> yes, dude, they're not real housewives. They're real like grandmas. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I I agree with her point that there are people who just have hate in their heart, and I don't like to be around them. I you, so when she says that I see someone's evil to the core, you yes, think that's reasonable? I believe you can be evil <laughs> to the core. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like like Twitter people. But who I like mean, to there's knock how people many down. people are evil to the core? Hillary Clinton and who else? I think there's <laughs> I think there's like one or two. It's literally only one or two percent of the population. But you know, you meet a hundred people in Boston comedy. I think there are a few people that I just have hate in their heart that like I'm not interested in seeing. They spread negativity. Yes, that's a good point. Name names. I <laughs> no, 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 I won't name names. I don't think it's important to. I just think that right. I've met a few people who are just like so negative that they're not cool. You know, I'm not interested in Damn, that. Damn, Linda, wow. you're you're crazy. I'm a positive guy. I like you're positivity. like Leah. Yes, I'm more like a like I like I'm more like Alexia. And I'm famous for going to the Russian bathhouse. And what a lot of people don't know is that I often invite someone I have a personal problem with. And I get them nude in a sauna. And I say, I think you have hate in your heart. You know, <laughs> Why don't you go rinse off? Go shower off. Okay? Hey, speaking of the bathhouse and speaking of luring someone there, you ever seen the movie Eastern Promises? No. It's with Viggo Mortensen. It's directed by David Cronenberg. There's a there's a scene a where Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, a famous bathhouse scene. Viggo, two guys tried to assassinate Viggo Mortensen in a bathhouse while he's completely nude and he has a nude knife fight scene that's, that's incredible great. that's like everything in one for you Zach <laughs> <laughs> and they do comment on the size of his beach show too. they do? no, no. Uh, that's not a that's against that's, bathhouse rules yeah, yeah. even You're, they would never do that they even might the try assassin. to kill you but they would never talk about your dick size unlike <laughs> you who went public on the podcast no I felt that it would added to the story the the, the, the <laughs> gigantic <laughs> nature of this man. Uh, Dylan's bathhouse should put a lifetime ban. They should have a picture of your face <laughs> on the wall. It's no. bad for life. No. Um, I love the They bathhouse. should have a picture of your penis on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad for life. If you see this beach show. <laughs> oh. oh, that's hilarious. All right, well, we're not at the end, but let's do the right assignment. All right. Whoa, whoa! John Paul says you can never identify the right. Let me <laughs> let me go first because I think mine might flop because mine's long and kind of weird. Okay, I, I don't even know. Good I, to explain. Yeah. Good to explain. All right. The, so the writing assignment was picks. The way this thing goes is people meet up at the wedding and they make amends. They yeah. let bygones be bygones. I had not seen. My Uncle Deshaun in six years when we uncomfortably were seated at the same table at my cousin's wedding. Deshaun and I had had a falling out on my 18th birthday. Being a dutiful uncle and male mentor, Uncle Deshaun took me out to show me how to become a man. I was nervous because I assumed he was going to take me to a bordello or a strip club. And I couldn't go there because I don't like feminist women. (laughs) 
However, Uncle Deshaun picked me up that day and took me to a therapy session and told me that being a man was about being honest with your feelings. I opened up to that therapist day and that day and talked about a lot of things, like my sexual attraction to public transportation, namely buses. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Deshaun was very upset by this. He said that marriage was between a man and a man, not a man in a bus. <laughs> We got into a drag-out fight about this, and Uncle Deshaun's husband, Kim Jong, forbade me from ever coming over the house again. Six years later, I finally saw Uncle Deshaun, and on that wedding day, he apologized to me, and he introduced me to his new partner, Mac. Mac was an 18-wheeler truck that he had been having an affair with. It turns out his blowout with me was about his own repressed feelings. He, too, was a public transit sexual. Oh, we all thought Uncle John, Uncle Deshaun was a truck driver, but it turns out what he was doing with trucks wasn't for money. It was for love. <laughs> While I appreciated Uncle Deshaun's gesture, I had actually moved on and decided my sexual feelings were just a phase, a lifestyle choice, if you will. Whoa. <laughs> I had married a beautiful woman, Normina. Ooh. Uncle Deshaun saw one look at the Normina and said, that makes sense because she's built like a bus. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Uncle Deshaun, that's very rude. Normina is sensitive about her weight, and I think she's beautiful and healthy at any size. <laughs> she then offended Uncle Deshaun by saying that Mac would leave him one day once trucks go automated. <laughs> he found out that he thought that her talking about Uncle Mac uh, pleasuring himself was tasteless uh -huh. and that... Um, Saying she wanted to ride bitch on Uncle Mac was a, a, a slur. <laughs> and so we ruined the wedding and we never spoke again. Wow, uh, that's amazing. That is amazing. I, I'm so, you shouldn't have belittled yourself. That was very funny. Yeah. How, um, how did you uh, make love? How, yeah, how did you make love to the bus? Uh, well, I actually went to a Duterte style a conversion camp, <laughs> and they showed me a lot of buses, and they they proved to me that the car was superior. In big, beautiful women BBWs <laughs> would feel like a bus, but um, really, I like I, I'm into BBMWs. What's that? Big beefy men who <laughs> put fuck your face. Wait, wait, what's a, a BMW? Bavarian Pink Motor BMWs. Works. <laughs> Bavarian Motor Works. I thought it was British Motor Works. No, Bavarian. Bulgarian. Oh, it's I German? Uh, last year, I was dreading the summer because the summer was the time for the annual Rivera family reunion in Alamogordo, New Mexico. <laughs> Members of the Rivera clan would gather, tell stories, bond, and the event would culminate with the heaviest Rivera family members <laughs> taking the stage to show off our calves in a wet chino competition. Oh, man. We would dance on stage while our slacks were sprayed down, causing them to stick to our huge muscular calves. Oh, wet chino. I always play second place though to my egotistical cousin Geraldo Rivera. Wow. The family reunion started out fine until cousin Geraldo arrived, <laughs> and soon enough, everybody was gathered around Geraldo as he told stories about working at Fox News and having a cameo on the finale of Glee. <laughs> I was burning with jealousy and confronted Geraldo in the bathroom. He was staying at the urinal when I approached from behind and tried to choke him out like my hero Khabib Nurmagomedov. <laughs> but Geraldo slipped free and slammed me up against the bathroom wall. We stared at each other, and I looked down and mocked him for his large penis. <laughs> Uncharacter uncharacteristic, a true Rivera family member. <laughs> Shamed, he put his penis away and told me he would see me at the wet chino competition where I was sure to lose. I was desperate, and I went to help from another Rivera, 
Former Red Sox infielder Luis Rivera, who had played for the Boston Red Sox. I had him eject my calves with silicone till they were huge, about to burst. And then I put on my chinos and took the stage. When I was sprayed down, people gasped as they saw the size of my calves, unnatural and cyclopean in size. Geraldo was slack-jawed as he stared, and I finally won first place. Wow. After the competition, Geraldo came and shook my hand. He said he finally respected me. Later that day, both my legs were amputated below the knee due to gangrene. <laughs> Damn, dude. But who I won. Was, who were some other famous Riveras at the family well, reunion? Well, there's Geraldo Rivera. There's Luis Rivera. <laughs> Diego Rivera. Oh, made okay. famous Mexican-American painter right. who died, I think, in the 70s. Frida Kahlo's husband. Frida Kahlo's husband? Yeah, they were married. Nice, dude. That's I'm hot. trying to think of other Riveras. She's famous. She gave she's him famous a mustache ride. <laughs> <laughs> Got the hand slaps back on the pod. Yes. So I was. Now, it's tough to do over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was at my niece's quinceanera for a family <laughs> gathering. <laughs> I hadn't spoken to anyone in my family for years after moving to New York because I believe they were holding me back from my potential. Yes! <laughs> I, once I cut them out, things started to go really well. After three years, I was invited to do multiple bringer shows at Broadway Comedy Club. <laughs> <laughs> Just be part of their intern program. <laughs> yes. And it was all because I hadn't spoken to my family in years. Then I got a letter from my parents asking me to come to my niece's quinceanera. I originally replied no, and then they sent me back another offer where they offered to let me headline the night with 90 minutes of stage time. I Whoa. couldn't say no to road work as I was a road dog <laughs> and agreed to come. <laughs> when I got there, though, my family was all waiting in the lobby of the Red Roof Inn where they sat me down and locked the door. Oh. It was a reverse intervention. <laughs> all of them stood up in red letters about how sobriety had led me to comedy and how it had made me a worse person. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> they begged me to start drinking again because I was a way chiller dude with way chiller vibes. My father even put down a couple of lines in front of me <laughs> to get me started. <laughs> but I resisted. Wow. I said no. But once I saw my little five-year-old nephew chewing cat and drinking coffee, <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, okay, I'll try those things to bring down my edge. I was immediately addicted to cat <laughs> and couldn't get enough. I quit comedy and moved to Somalia to get all the cat I needed. <laughs> I picked up pirating to feed my habit of cat, and things were going great until <laughs> I tried to capture Tom Hanks's boat. <laughs> I told him I was the captain now, but he had a little cat on him, and he threw it into a room, and all my uncles were waiting for me to section me. Ah! I'm clean again by the grace of God, and no longer talk to my family because comedy is going well. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great. You guys both had yeah, great writing assignments. Fun, dude. That was great. Now that the writing assignments are complete, it's time to do some general talk about the show. <laughs> 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 this has been a good episode. <laughs> I'm very silly. We should say the show does culminate in a, uh, in a marriage, which I mentioned before that I wasn't a big fan of, but what I thought was interesting at the marriage getting married are joanna and roman joanna is polish roman is apparently french they're both uh <laughs> they're both <laughs> dumb as rocks and at their marriage roman he actually uh does not speak his own vows in a bizarre move he gives his vows to the priest i think for he was him gonna to cry read. i think he would have choked up we'll find i mean we'll find out 
Roman and Joanna, your marriage begins with the vows that you speak. Can you read this? Would you like me to? Yeah. When you're a kid, you always dream about finding the person you believe is the perfect one. But you always believe it would just be a dream. Well, my dream became reality, and God bless me with you. I promise you that because I'm still marrying a blonde, <laughs> and oh, a model, so I know it won't be easy as well. I had to. <laughs> However, thank you for making me the happiest man in the world. Joanna, my promise to you is to always be there no matter how good or bad life presents itself. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll try. <laughs> the moment I first saw you, I knew you'd be standing here one day as you can't deny faith. I knew you were my soulmate since the moment I saw you smile. All our friends know that we are not the average couple. We get a little crazy. We can go from hot to cold in two seconds. But one thing those around us will never deny is that our love is real. We don't pretend to be something we are not. And that is why I love you. And I promise my love to you forever. Yeah, that was totally bizarre to have somebody else read it. Do you think it's because he couldn't read because he was a dumbass? <laughs> No, I also think it's bizarre to do that. But Zach, you seem to be kind of fine with it. What did you think? Of I it? think he got emotional and he would have cried if he did it. So I actually liked it. I it like when people didn't look emotional to me. But it's hard for you. I mean, who knows? But it didn't make any sense because he's like, then the other guy is like, then I met you and it was wonderful and I loved you forever. I don't understand. I'm trying to look up why they say they never had sex. <laughs> I think sometimes this stuff is a joke and then people take it seriously. Like John Mayer once said as a joke on a podcast that he had only said sex with six women. Oh. And people started re like reporting that. And he was like, <laughs> if you listen to the clip, he's like being a jokester. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think he's he's had clearly had sex maybe with a seven. thousand oh. women. <laughs> yes, like something yes. crazy. No. Yeah, he gets laid a lot. The wedding is very tacky. Their whole lives are very tacky. I hate an outdoor wedding. I, I prefer really? a wedding in a church. I think it's literally the only way that's tasteful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're going to have a wedding without God, you should just not oh, have a ceremony. Actually, uh, the podcast does want to shout out to uh, Megan Tomlechuk and Matt Parks, series finale listeners who just got married outside, unfortunately. All right, I have to Mazel disavow tov, this. Mazel tov. <laughs> it was congratulations. a series finale endorses them. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> if, if you are a listener uh, to series finale, find another series finale listener and get married. Hey, yeah. find one of your hosts. Get married to them. We're all we're all ready to get married But if soon. you can't have a child with us, you will be disregarded. <laughs> we will redact your ass from the marriage. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I prefer a church wedding. It seems That's, more normal. I mean, to this me. wedding, it just seemed like the whole thing it was seemed like a farm. Yeah, people want what you want to get married next to a bale of hay. <laughs> like you're not a farmer. I don't. I don't get it. Damn, dude, bro. this is. If you're not a farmer, there should be no bales of hay at your <laughs> wedding. This seems like a direct. <laughs> Attack shot at no, I, Julie LeBeau, who is another listener who just got married. Was there a bale of hay? There's a picture of all of us on a big hail bed. She got married to a bale of hay. What I, is your I problem, I have only bro? ever been to church VFW weddings, and that's how I want to <laughs> keep it. Why do you think the VFW is a more sacred space <laughs> than nature? I believe 
that a real American wedding, people should be with child. It should be in a church, and then you should party hard at the VFW. My parents did not have a church wedding at all. They no? went. They went to just. They went justice the peace. They, they went back to Vietnam. Jop. <laughs> they went jop. Just over puss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did they or get, jester of priests? Did they get married abroad in Denmark on the uh, base? No, they got married in the U.S. They got married on the red light district, right? Mm, yeah, that'd be uh, hot. Yeah. So weird how you walk through there and there's women in the window. And you just go that one. It's sick. does that really happen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you get involved, John? No, no. There was, he was. Men. I never paid for sex. <laughs> Neither of yet. Either of us. <laughs> Would you? Uh, I want to. I'm. I want on the podcast say no, but it's possible. Have you ever been offered? <laughs> to fuck for money? That, no, no, <laughs> no. Because I think that's the difference. Like I've never been in this situation. Like I've never done it, but I've also never refused it. I you know? used to know. There's a guy I used to know who did comedy, and he was in Providence once, and he got an escort, and he's told me the story, and then the experience sounded and so... And you looked it up. You've Googled it. The experience it. sounded so negative. He said he had, he was in a, a, a hotel room. He calls a number. He said they sent over a woman who was, like, very old. Oh, and really? Like, very haggard yeah. and he said it was like just and it cost a lot of money and it was not a good also tyler morrow has a prostitution story too that he tells sometimes that's like yeah. wild does he say it publicly oh it could be fake too it, there's no reason to assume that it's a real story i'll say that uh my favorite <laughs> my favorite providence prostitution story is a boston i made a story cop. that he he busts prostitutes as an undercover yes, cop. Yeah. That's what <laughs> My favorite story is a, a Boston cop went to Providence. He got two prostitutes. One of them stole his gun and like ran outside with it. So the police came and he got arrested. Yeah, yeah. As a John. I love that. That is fun. Um, all right. So now let's just give a rating of the show. We should have done that at the beginning in a true reverse. Oh, yeah. We got to start over. <laughs> we got to start no, over. Let's, let's do a, let's rate it. Then let's do another role play. I all feel right, like we should. Yeah, let's, let's try, try it. The role play. Try. We definitely, in, in, in our earlier episodes, we would sometimes try role plays again. Yeah. yeah. So this would be kind of a, there oh, is a throwback. I give a uh, real house of Miami. I give it a three. I say that these Miami housewives disgrace the beautiful me Miami memory of Kimbo slice. <laughs> <laughs> I give an eight. I think there were some good plot points. It moved along well and it touched on contemporary personal struggles like infertility in internet bullying i'm wow. being dead ass this was an eight this is a good <laughs> show i give it a, a this is better than american horror story <laughs> <laughs> i give it a five because um it was pretty easy to watch and it also showed uh drinking alcohol in a negative way yeah i like that people yeah. reap repercussions and they're like i knew i shouldn't have drank i like exactly that. this so is a great good. show yeah. <laughs> all right let's do a role let's play. do a second role play I'll um, be I'll be Roman. <laughs> I'll be you'll be Roman. I'll be um I'll be the rock. I'll be Miami. the director. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Here we are at your here we are at this banging nightclub Roman. I got to tell you, you weren't you weren't lying. Now that you've divorced that slut you're married to. Yes, you can really have a good time. She was quite a slut because she was Polish and they are, you know, easy because yeah. they are dumb cuz you can just lie to them. I heard they're dumb. I heard that yeah. you need a bunch of them to screw in a light bulb. Speaking of, <laughs> <laughs> what's that over there, Roman? Oh, what uh oh that uh 
that escort from Providence? <laughs> cut, cut, cut. <laughs> Roman, you can't call her an escort. We've gone over this. this oh, that's what, what is he supposed to call him? Feminist. Okay. <laughs> this is ridiculous. You know what? I'm considering a run for president as a conservative Republican. And I think when I run for president as The Rock, that I will be running on a platform that we call all sex oh. workers hookers would you oh, like oh. to make your presidential announcement on the season finale of real Housewives i of would miami? love to be a part of that because the, dwayne the rock johnson is from miami this is kind of a hometown show absolutely for you. You, and i have a, as a miami boy i have a direct pipeline to the gay scene and you know i think i could start your chance for like suck cock for the rock Suck cock I, for the I rock. Don't, I don't know if that will work. When you uh, say gay scene and you say direct pipeline, my dick is getting hard. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Go, that's uh, good to know because you also, it's going to be tough because you are not married and to be president, no, you wait, have to wait. be married. Um, sorry, I'm the director, so I do fact check a lot of things. <laughs> Dwayne, you are married. You do have two daughters <laughs> and you frequently talk about how they're the most important women in your life. You appear to have a fake but loving relationship with your wife. But do you want me to <laughs> suck cock for the rock? So actually, you know what? We're gonna recast you, Rock, <laughs> as, as Cory Booker I'm because the biggest like movie th- star in the world. Well, you're not as cool as Cory Booker. He's vegan. Check out these muscles. Oh, wow, Ugh. wow, those are going to be big with the gay community. Bro. I'm not looking for gays. Ugh. What are you looking for? I'm looking for surrogate women. Why? Because I'm looking to have as many babies as possible. <laughs> the Rock is gonna be uh, spreading his DNA all over. Have you thought pool. about donating sperm, Dwayne? I don't. I'm a conservative Republican. I donate nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dwayne, again, as the director, I do fact check. And uh, <laughs> religious conservatives tend to donate more to charity than liberals. Oh, there's a sperm bank. How did you get your job? <laughs> How did I get my How did job? You get your job? Uh, so I went to Rutgers <laughs> Film Department. I got a degree in film production. I was working uh, on a, a pornography set, to be honest with you, but that was the only people who well, hired me. It was me. called the Sperm Bank, right? And it was about men making deposits into my anus. Uh, that was one that we had done. That was like, but my, the production company was actually just called Real Adult Films. Raff and uh, Riff Raff actually heard about the company. He signed me on to produce a music video, and then the guy who was going to direct this overdosed on fentanyl so they they called <laughs> right. me in. you it's a scourge it's are, a scourge th- this is on you're kind of having a resurgence so you were gone for a little while because of all the uh sort of the cast room couch uh you know all the the allegations against no, you yes I, no yes, I, I, uh, yes, famously. I think no yeah. i was actually gone to fact check i was that? actually <laughs> gone yeah i'm the direct i can fact check that that's 100 percent true I, it's on his Wikipedia I'm, page. I'm jew steven spielberg no that is not what happened. I, hey, was, I heard your sperm is incredibly desirable. Yes, a lot of lesbian women Jews have sucked it. Well, I am the director. I will fact check again. Stephen, you are married to a shiksa, a non-Jewish woman. You have remarked that a shiksa made you become more religious. So, uh, <laughs> so you are married to a non-Jewish woman. But I would just like to fact check you guys on my life. I was gone for a while. I actually was had a flare-up of my autoimmune disease, Epstein-Barr. A herpes. I, no, I, I, herpes. I also have herpes, but... Uh, okay. All right, well, you need to actually go to the doctor now, I think. No, well, I'm paralyzed. Uh, good night, America. <laughs> <laughs>